You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. It's the first Sunday of the year, 2017. We're opening up with a new series entitled Knowing God. Now, Knowing God, it seems that it's so uh, simple. Simple nung title natin, Knowing God. And, and we're saying, how difficult is it uh, to know God? No, the question here is, how do we know things about people, about uh, anything in today's world? Paano mo ba nalalaman yan? In today's world of social media, in today's world of social media, global mass communication is so easy. Kaya nga, hindi ka pa nagpupunta doon sa favorite restaurant or restaurant or hotel na gusto mong puntahan, alam mo na kung anong i-orderin. Why? Because people take photos of their food, right? People take pictures of their food. Sometimes, gutom na gutom ka na. <laughs> gusto mo na kainin yung food. No? Sasabihin sa akin ng wife ko, wait, 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 don't touch the food. Ayusin niya, ayusin niya. Take niya ng photo, isasend niya sa, sa social media. Amen? Nakaka-relate ba yung mga husbands dyan? Tama ba? We take photos of everything, no? And so we can easily promote uh, certain things, no? So kahit hindi ka pa nagpupunta doon, alam mo na kung anong orderin mo. Kasi nakita mo na sa social media. But the question here is, knowing God, what is the kind of knowing that God wants from us? What kind of knowing is God requiring you and me? Or what does, what's the kind of knowing na gusto ng Lord para sa atin, no? Maybe you are thinking, baka mamaya iniisip natin, you are thinking that uh, I've been a Christian for a long time. I've been a Christian since birth. Pero maganon, Christian since birth. I've been a Christian since birth. Or maybe you're saying, I go to church regularly. I go to the 9 a.m., the 11 a.m., also in the 1, in the 3, in the 5, in the 7 p.m. I go to all the services. What kind of knowing does God require of me? Maybe you're saying, I'm already part of a victory group. Tingnan mo yung katabi mo. I'm already part of a victory group. Oh, I'm a victory group leader already. What kind of knowing are we talking about? Or maybe you're saying, I'm part of the ministry. I'm part of the ushering ministry, the music ministry, the kids' church ministry, the prayer ministry. What kind of knowing does God require of us? I'd like to share an illustration. Maybe you know this already. There is a cyclist, a tightrope cyclist. Ginagawa niya, sa isang bisikleta, no? from one skyscraper to the other skyscraper, may tightrope, sasakay siya ng bisikleta, tatawid siya. And so he would ask the people, he would ask the crowd, big crowds would gather and, and watch this particular stunt, hoping that they be entertained or thrilled. And so he would ask the crowd, do you believe that I can do this? I can come, I can go from one end to the other on my bike, on a tight, uh, tight rope. Sabi ng crowd, yes, we believe, you can do it, you can do it. And so he does. Tawid siya, balance siya. No, sa tightrope, nakabisikleta. Nakadating siya doon sa kabilang point, doon sa, sa next, uh, sa skyscraper. Palakpakan yung mga tao. They were so uh, amazed and they were, they were entertained. They were thrilled. And so he asked the, the crowd again, Do you believe I can do it again? Do you believe I can go back to the other side? And the crowd says, Yes, you can. Kaya mo yan. Kaya mo yan. And so he says, Okay, naniwala talaga ako. Yes. Okay, sino gusto mong umangkas? 
ganyan ang response ng crowd. Ganyan ang tagtawanan nga sila. Hindi, hindi, joke lang. So, sino gusto umangkas? Tahimik yung crowd. Nobody wants to. I thought you said you believe that I can do it. Who wants to ride with me? Nobody wants. Except for a small girl. Eight-year-old girl. He says, I want to volunteer. I want to volunteer. And so the girl went up the elevator of the skyscraper, went up to the shoulders of that man, and together, together, they cross. They cross on that bike, on that tightrope to the other Cyrus skyscraper. They made it. Palakpakan yung mga tao. Parang ito. Palakpakan tayo. Yan! Ganyan! So nagpalakpakan sila. Kita nila, wow! Ang galing! Ang galing! But after all that, people were wondering, who is this girl? Why is this girl, uh, why did she go up? So pagbaba ng babae, tinanong niya, uh, hindi ka ba natakot? Sabi nung girl, Yes, of course, natakot ako. I got scared. Eh, bakit ka nag-volunteer? Bakit ka umakyat doon? Tapos mga paka doon sa, sa shoulders nung, uh, nung uh, cyclist. Then she said, kasi po, papa ko siya. Kilala ko po siya. Daddy ko po siya. Amen? That's the kind of knowing that God is requiring of us that we would trust God and believe God that we would somehow trust Him that will go up in His shoulders and we will walk our tightrope and we will believe that God is able to bring us across. Amen? That's the kind of knowing that God is talking about, that we will be talking about. It requires relational intimacy with God. It's not about the activities that we do, uh, being part of all these uh, uh, church activities, which is really, really good. But apart from that, really, is having a relational intimacy with God. Say with me, intimacy. Someone said intimacy is into me, you see. When we see the heart of the Father, when we see the heart of God, do we know what's in the heart of God? What is the will of God? What is the plan of God for you and for me? That requires relational intimacy. And in our series, Knowing God, a five-week series, we'll be talking about um, the week one, which is today, we'll talk about uh, God's glory. And then we'll talk about week number two is God's goodness. Week number three is God's generosity. Week number four, God's graciousness. Week number five, God's greatness. We will look at the book of Psalms. Most of the book of Psalms, the writings of the book of Psalms was written by one of the greatest king of Israel. He is a worshiper. And his name is David. And he's given that title, A Man After God's Own Heart. You see, it's hard to know or to trust or have faith in anyone whom we don't know. But those who know their God will do great and mighty exploits. And I believe that God wants to do great and mighty exploits through the lives of His children, through the lives, through our lives. But it requires us knowing and trusting God. Are you excited? Yes. yes. Alright, so join with me now. I invite you to all stand as we go into our main text. We'll be talking about Psalm chapter 8. There are about nine verses. But it's a beautiful psalm. Chapter 8. Alright? Join me as I read verse 1. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. 
You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemies and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him, yet you made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under His feet. All sheep and oxen, also the beasts of the field, birds of the heavens, the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the path of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is Your name in all the earth. Let us all bow down and pray. Lord, indeed, we agree with the psalmist. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Lord, we pray, would you illuminate our hearts, enlighten our understanding. Lord, reveal more of yourself to us even this afternoon as we dive deep upon your word. Thank you, Lord. Bless the preaching of your word this afternoon and release your blessing upon your people. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. The book of Psalms, the book of Psalms really is a, it's a song book, really. It's a song book for worship. It's a song book of worship of God's people. It was written for God, and, it, and it's used by God's people to glorify His name. Again, written by David, used for worship. So what can we learn from Psalm chapter 8? My first point is this. God's glory is revealed in creation. Although we know that God is invisible, God is in spirit, but His glory can be seen. His glory can be revealed. His glory can be uh, experienced. From verse 1, it says there this. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. I want to focus on the first four words of this verse. It says, O Lord, our Lord. If you look at your Bibles, hindi lang kuha dito kasi ibang font yung gamit natin talaga. Pero if you look at your Bibles, and you will see that the first mention of that word, Lord, is in capital letters. Capital L-O-R-D. It's all in capital letters. Scholars say, whenever you see all caps of that title, of that name, of that word, L-O-R-D, Lord, it's talking about Yahweh. Yahweh. This name, Lord, is the covenant name of God with His people. It is a relational name given by God to His people. It was first revealed to Moses when Moses had an encounter with God in the burning bush. And Moses received the instruction to go uh, to, to, to Egypt. And Moses was asking, Lord, what name should I give them if they ask? And the Lord says, this is my name. Let's look at that account in Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 to 15. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. Can you say that with me? I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. 
Parang ang hirap, ano? Parang ang hirap. I am sent me to you. In the next verse, God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever. Pakisabi, forever. So merong forever. Merong forever. See Lord, forever. Amen? This is my name, the Lord, forever. This and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. You see, the word Lord replaces the word Yahweh. Because Yahweh is so holy, the people of God won't even mention the name Yahweh. And so they replace Yahweh with Jehovah or Lord. And again, Yahweh means I am. It's the covenant name of God. Lord, I am. It means, see God, He is the great I am. He's not the great I was. He is not the great I will be. He is the great I am. He is now. He is God now. He is all that we need God to be right now. Amen? God is all that we need to be. He is all that we need for Him to be right now. That is our God. And so, the covenant names of God, Yahweh, replaced by Lord or Jehovah, there are several titles in the Bible. I'd like to show some to you. Not all, hindi lahat, pero just some. I listed about six. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord heals. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our victory, our banner of victory. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Chitkenu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Shama, the Lord with us. Let us take note that the Lord came from, again, Yahweh came from I am. God is saying, I am your provider. I am your healer. I am your victory. I am your peace. I am your righteousness. I am with you right now. Amen? Let's give God praise. That is the name that we worship Sunday in, Sunday out. No other name that we lift up in this place. Amen. We lift the name of our Lord, Savior, King, whose name is worthy of all glory, honor, power, and praise. Therefore, we can say with the psalmist, in this century, 21st century, you can say with them, Yes, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Can we give God praise? Just one more time. Give Him praise. For He deserves glory. He deserves praise. In Psalm 103, I just want to share this. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Say with me, benefits. Who forgives all our iniquity. Who heals all our diseases. Who redeems our life from the pit. Who crowns, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We bless the name of the Lord. Amen. The reason why we come together and worship is we bless the name of God. Going back to verse 1. O Lord... Our Lord. Amen? Our Lord. How majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory 
above the heavens. Let's talk about glory. What is glory? What is the glory of God? It's the manifestation of His being, of His presence. God is invisible. He is in spirit, but His glory appears. His glory is revealed. His glory is seen. His excellence, His grandeur, His beauty and majesty can be seen. Glory also means uh, kabod. Kabod means the weight or heaviness. The weightiness of the wonderful qualities of God. What are some examples in the Bible where the glory of God has shown? Well, one example is when the Israelites were delivered by God from the land of Egypt and they were going through the wilderness, the presence of God and the glory of God was with them in a form of cloud by day in a pillar of fire by night. People were seeing, experiencing the glory of God. Another example is when uh, Moses, in Exodus 33, Moses was, was praying to God, Lord, let your presence go with us. If your presence will not go with us, we don't want to leave this place. And God says, my presence will go with you. And now Moses, Moses said, let your glory, I want to see your glory. And God says, I'll show you my goodness. You see, these are the manifestation of the presence of God, the beauty, the majesty, the splendor of God. Interestingly enough, in another translation, in the New Living Translation, it says, you reveal your majesty in the heavens above. In, in the uh, New American Standard Bible, it says, you have displayed your splendor, the splendor of God, the glory of God above the heavens. Psalm 19, one of my favorite psalms, it declares this, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies above proclaim the work of His hands. His excellence, His grandeur, His beauty, His majesty is displayed upon the heavens. All we need to know, all we need to do is to look up, to lift up our eyes, and we will see the glory of God. But right now, we're inside or indoors. We can't look up. Look up. You see lights. Allow me to show this. The heavens declare, shout out, proclaim the glory of God. The skies proclaim, announces, advertises, trumpets that His handiwork, all of creation, the mountains, the rivers, the oceans, the trees would declare glory to God. All of creation reflects God's glory is all around us, the glory of God. Amen? This is the Hubble telescope. Siyempre, pag-telescope, ang gamit niyan to see far, right? So there are Earth-based telescopes that would see, that enable, uh, through the use of the telescope, enables man to see planets. And so these guys in NASA, they thought, why don't we launch a telescope, hindi na Earth-based, pero launch a telescope into outer space. Hayaan natin magpunta sa outer space para mas malayo ang makita ng telescope na to. They provided also this telescope with the capability to take photos and transmit that photos back to Earth. And so they launched the Hubble Space Telescope in 1990, April 24. They launched the Hubble Space Telescope 1990. And until now, that telescope is still in orbit. It's still out there. Now, the Hubble Telescope took a picture of the nearest galaxy near our solar system. And that is the Whirlpool Galaxy. It's a Whirlpool Galaxy. 
31 million light years away. Lapit lang, no? Lalo mo siguro yung traffic doon. 31 million light years away. Sometimes yung traffic parang akala mo 31 million light years, no? <laughs> Alright. Okay. Yeah. Alright. 31 million, million light years away, the Hubble telescope took a picture of this galaxy and sends it back to Earth. It is approximated there's about 300 billion stars in the Whirlpool Galaxy. 300 billion. Konti lang, no? Sa solar system natin, we know that the sun is a star, right? You know that, right? 300 billion. It's amazing. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 26, it says there this, Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? Who brings out the starry hosts one by one and calls forth each one of them by name? Because of His great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Amen. Let's give God praise. Wow. This is the God whom we worship. This is His grandeur, His excellence, His majesty, His majestic uh, uh, works. And we give God glory. God is amazing. And this amazing God is saying, know me. Know me. Let us know God. You see, if we fail to know God, what happens is we fail to we fail to uh, magnify God, we magnify ourselves and we magnify our problems. But if you know God, you know how good, how big, how awesome our God is and our problems will look so small. Nothing is impossible with our God. Amen? He is a mighty God. He is our almighty God. That is your almighty God. He is a personal God. The Lord. That's His covenant. The Lord. Something more amazing is this. You see, the Hubble telescope also took a picture of the center of the Whirlpool Galaxy. And this is what the Hubble Telescope sent back to Earth. It's this picture. It's a perfect picture of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Creation is marked by the Creator. Amen? Amen. Let's give God praise. This is the God whom we worship, whom we praise. This is the God. In Romans chapter 1, verse 20, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are Without excuse. It stumps me. Going back to the psalm, how did they know? How did they know? Oh Lord, oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set forth your glory above the heavens. How did they know? Wala pa namang Hubble telescope noon. How did they know? It was God who revealed Himself to them. And they know God. They know that they know that they know that God is a glorious God. Amen? Praise God. Give Him glory. For you know that you know that you know that God is a glorious God. 
The next point that I'd like to highlight is this. God's glory is reflected in man. You see, yes, God's glory is revealed in creation. But the pinnacle, the apex, the highest point of God's creation is man. Psalm 8, verse 3 to 5. It says, When I looked at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. All of creation reflects the glory of God. But the apex, the masterpiece of God's creation is man. Can you look at the person beside you? Tingnan mo lang, tingnan lang. Sabi mo, oh, ha? Masterpiece daw ako. <laughs> yes, we are made in the image and the likeness of God, you and me. We are the apex of God's creation. The pinnacle. You know what? Uh, in Genesis chapter 1, of course, that's the account of the great the creation of God. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, but the earth was formless and void. And so, and he says, let there be light. And so, God spoke everything in existence. He says, let there be light. And sabi niya, the light is good. And there was evening and morning the first day. And then the second day says, he says, let there be separation of the expanse. The higher expanse he called sky. The lower expanse he called uh, uh, seas. And there was, and he lo- took a look at it and says, it is good. Say with me, it's good. It is good. And there was evening and morning the second day. And so he goes on throughout creation. But on the sixth day, say with me, sixth day, when he created man, he says, it is very good. Very good. Look at the person beside you. Look at the person beside you. Sabi mo, you're very good. Very good. Amen? You and I, we're very good. Why? Because our God who created us is an excellent God. He is an excellent God. Psalm chapter 8 talks about the greatness of God in creation. But it also talks about the nearness of God to the point that He cares for you. He cares for us. Yes, He made the universe, but He is concerned with what goes on in your universe. In what goes on in your world. He cares. What is man that you're mindful of Him? The Son of Man that you care for Him. Concern si Lord sayo. Amen? Know that. Know that. Know that we serve a God. Yes, He is great. Yes, He is mighty. Yes, He is so big. But yes, He is so near to us. He is so near to you. He is concerned with what goes on in your heart, what goes on in our lives, what goes on in our universe. Love can Lord. Amen? Let's give God praise. Woohoo! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! I just want to highlight how special you are. Is that okay? Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord formed man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. 
You see, in the story of creation, God spoke everything into existence. But when it came to man, he rolled up his leaves. He dirtied his hands. He got clay and dust and formed, fashioned man according to his image and likeness. And he breathed the breath of life in man. That's how special man is. You are special. You are special. Is special ka. Hindi ka lang regular. Special ka. Ganon ka ka special. God created us. In Psalm 139, it says, You formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Ganun ka special si man. Ganun ka special. You see, man is not set aside by God. Man is not devalued by God. Although we are frail, we are weak, we're just like a, a vapor. But God does not set us aside. God does not set you aside. He cares for you. He thinks about you. His mind is full of you. What is man that you're mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. We are also a miracle from God. You and me, we're a miracle from God. We are miracles from God. We are so special. We are fashioned in His glory. We are formed by His majesty. The one who made the heavens and the earth fashioned you and fashioned us. Amen? St. Augustine said something like this, and I quote, Men go abroad to wander at the heights of mountains, at the huge waves of the sea, at the long courses of rivers, at the vast compass of the ocean, the circular, circular motions of the stars, and they pass by themselves without even wandering, without even being fascinated, without being at all. You and I are works of wonder. Amen? We are wonderfully and fearfully made by God. The thing is, many times kasi, we choose to focus on our imperfections. Diba? We're too fat, or too skinny, or too tall, or maybe we're too small, or maybe we're too dark, or maybe we're too white. We're so focused on ourselves, in our imperfection. But see, God sees us in a different way. He sees us in a different way. He sees us as His sons and daughters made in the image and the likeness of God. That's who we are. That's how God sees us. Are you happy? Let's find our security in God. Love na love ka ni God. Amen? Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. In verse 6 to 8, He says, I have given man dominion or given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the path of the seas. You see, God has entrusted you and me with creation. God has given man authority for us to take dominion. 
In Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 and 15, this is very interesting. Verse 8, Now the Lord God planted a garden. Say with me, planted. planted. Interesting to kasi you know, God created the heavens and the earth. Pero, God planted a garden. This is a special place in all creation. Eden, the Garden of Eden. God planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there He put man He had formed. Verse 15, The Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. God has entrusted man, the very precious garden, or God has entrusted you and me with so much, uh, um, uh, with the, with the, God trusted us, entrusted us, and place us where we are at. Sa ating mga communities, sa ating mga offices, sa ating mga businesses, for us to take care of that and to reflect His glory. For us to also proclaim the glory of God. You see, God's glory is reflected in you and in me. That's why He says, you are the light of the world. We are to share and, 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 and uh, declare the glory of God in whatever, uh, what, in whatever God has entrusted us. Did the Lord give you um, opportunity in business? Did the Lord give you opportunity in your work? Maybe in your school and community? God has a purpose for that. We are to declare God's glory. He entrusted this to man. The visitation, manifestation, or presence of God was with Adam in that garden. That's why when creation was looking at man, when creation was looking at Adam, they did not, creation did not just see man, but they saw God in man. They saw God in man. The glory of God, the glory of the knowledge of God was in man. That's why before sin, nila na realize or nila na notice, nila alam that they were naked. But when they sinned, they saw, oh, we're naked. Because the glory of God was surrounding them. That's the glory of God. In the New Testament, the Lord Jesus Christ is a dwelling place of the fullness of the glory of God. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Which brings me to my third point. The first point, creation reveals the glory of God. Second point, uh, the glory of God is reflected in man. Third point is this. God's glory is realized in Christ. Apart from Christ, there is no glory. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 16. For He is the image, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him. The Lord Jesus whom we worship, the Lord Jesus whom we praise, He is the creator of all things. He creates all things. And creation only reflects the glory of the creator. In John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, it says there this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He created, the Word created all this. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the creator of all these things. He is the one whom we worship, the image of the invisible God. 
glory of God is in Him. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9, But we see Him, we saw Jesus, see Him, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, He might taste death for everyone. Jesus tasted death for you and for me. The God of all creation died for you. He died for me. Jesus died so that we may have life. And that's the glory of God. You want to see the glory of God? It is fully expressed, fully manifested, fully uh, uh, displayed upon the cross of Jesus when the Creator would redeem His creation. Another verse in Colossians chapter 19 to 20, it says there this, For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His blood shed on the cross. Jesus, the Creator of all things, died for His creation, particularly for man. The glory of God is realized in Christ. The star former universe maker became the sin bearer and mankind's savior. That is the glory of God. Fully displayed, fully expressed. He was crowned with a crown of thorns so that you and me may be crowned with glory and honor. There was this great exchange. He took our sins and gave us His righteousness. He became a curse in our behalf so that we may receive the blessings. You want to see God's glory? It's found in Jesus Christ. It's found, it's found upon that cross. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 to 6. In their case, the case of the unbelieving. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, our Lord, Savior, and King. Let's give God praise. The glory of God. The glory of God is fully manifested in His love for you and for me by dying on the cross. My main point is this. All creation reflects the glory of God. But the gospel demonstrates the glory of His love for you and for me. Can we all stand up as we pray? Father God, we bless you. We thank you, Lord God, for your love. We thank you, Lord God, for who you are in our lives. You are Lord, Savior, King. And truly, Lord God, we agree with the psalmist 
and we declare, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. We bless you, Lord. We give you glory, God. And we thank you. Lord, we pray tonight, even as we leave this place, Lord, create in our hearts a hunger, a thirst to know you more, Lord. Lord, if you have revealed yourself to us in 2016, Lord, we want to know you more in 2017. Our Lord, Savior, King, we want to trust you more. We want to believe in you and know you. Lord, create a deeper, intimate relationship, Lord. Lord, here are our hearts. We submit them to you. And we want to know you more. For we want to bless you. We want to worship you. We want to praise you. You are Lord, Savior, King. We bless you.